Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I feel like I'm constantly reminding myself that we are all carrying around different stressors, big and small. But when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And naturally, that can start to affect everything else around us, too. Therapy can be a safe place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I know that therapy isn't for everyone, but it definitely has benefited me in the past with learning how to sit with my feelings, set boundaries with people, And I don't know, learn how to function with a little less shame. But if you are thinking of starting therapy and access has been hard for you, maybe BetterHelp is the right fit. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient. You can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MakeYourBed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash MakeYourBed. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to another day of the Make Your Damn Bed podcast. I don't know if it's the season changes or just this time of year or what it is, but starting anything has felt like a chore. And when the things that I want to do start to feel like a slog, I know I'm in bad. And now that I'm reflecting on it, I really think that it's because I'm really good at overthinking. And while I love to have a plan in place, and I love to know where to start, and of course, once I start, I'm going to need to know what to do next. But being the type of person to break shit up into smaller steps, it can sometimes make things seem insurmountable that really aren't. But that means that nine times out of 10, just getting started is the hardest part of the process. At least it is for me. And it's a fickle balance. I know if it's not planned out, I won't feel prepared. And if I don't feel prepared, I'll never finish it because I'll get humbled by something along the way. But you can't plan for everything. So sometimes you have to trust that you'll be able to show up in your fullest capacity when the unexpected arises. Because planning for me is an essential part of the process in starting, but it's a slippery slope into over planning where I'll start overthinking the process. And then instead of being able to focus on step one, I'm over here 30 steps ahead panicking on how I might potentially need to do something in the future. And truly, it is wild how much I fall into the trap of dreading my evening while I'm getting out of bed in the morning. And that definitely can't be good for my mental health. And it's definitely not been good for my capacity to start shit that needs to get started. I mean, shit, I am currently dreading deciding what I'll have going to the grocery store to buy that thing, coming back to prepare that thing, and then ingesting that thing. And though I am looking forward to eating because it's my favorite activity of all time, I do tend to focus on the parts I won't enjoy. And I suppose that's because I tend to focus on the resistance. 
it stands out against all the other shit I got going on. And even when I have wonderful shit going on, don't worry, I'll find something to resist in there. Trust me. But truth be told, that's why I made this show. It's because getting out of bed was hard for me. Because I have a very special gift in which I can make the simplest tasks feel like a complete and utter chore. And if my basic to-dos, like brushing my teeth, washing my hair, exercising, speaking to friends, leaving the house once a day, are feeling difficult and I have a bunch of resistance towards them, then I'm definitely not going to be opting in to all the things that normally bring me joy. So it begins this cycle of feeling like shit and not wanting to do anything. So if you've been feeling the resistance in any capacity, take your basic plan, write down your basic plan, and when you find yourself overthinking, catch yourself and redirect it into direct action. Get yourself a quick win whether that be setting up the materials to start the task or actually starting it, getting out of your head and into a more tangible experience can really make a difference in the level of resistance you're feeling and how impactful that resistance is. Which reminds me of a conversation I had with my friend Georgia. She likes to cross-stitch, but she often finds herself taking unexpectedly extended breaks because projects will be intensive And she finds herself feeling resistance halfway through, setting them down, and not wanting to come back to them, despite knowing it's an activity she not only enjoys, but also feels mostly rewarded from the product at the end. So I encouraged her to take on smaller, more for fun projects on the side of her longer term projects so she could sustain momentum and go back and forth when she got bored with one project moving on to another. It's what I call the Seinfeld process of writing jokes, where it's about quantity, not quality. And I know a lot of comics who live by this. Even on days they don't feel like writing jokes, they don't feel funny. By committing to consistency and writing jokes anyway, it keeps them from experiencing the resistance that we get from having to start fresh. But if you are someone who struggles just to start, I find that inviting A plus one to either accompany you or do their own thing, or to help you, can often be the encouragement I needed to just bite the bullet and do the damn thing. But if it is a solo activity or something that you just want to do on your own, start to assess where the resistance is coming in, what you're doing to distract yourself from the resistance, and what busy work you've been doing in your day-to-day that could be easily replaced or swapped out for something that can get you closer to your goals. And try not to fall into the trap of thinking it's too late to start. There's always room to catch up. The time will pass anyway. You may as well be doing the shit you want to do. But you gotta practice some self-forgiveness in the process. Because the trap of overthinking yourself into underperforming is so fucking real. And they've done plenty of research to back this up. But it also confirms that those who practice forgiveness and self-compassion experience more overall motivation and less procrastination in the long run. So just start checking in. Are you thinking about the shit you got to do or are you overthinking the shit you got to do? Because if your overplanning leads to underperforming like it often does for me, you might want to start focusing on action and decisiveness over perfection and being quote unquote prepared. Don't get me wrong, it's so useful to gather information and make informed decisions and seek out different perspectives. 
But for some of us, we use it as a stalling device because you know as well as I do, you'll never feel like you have the adequate amount of resources, security, time, energy, wisdom, or readiness. Nobody does. The difference between getting shit done and planning to get shit done is the doing. And I know that's always easier said than done, but at the very least, this is a helpful reminder for you to check in with the overthinking and overplanning to make sure you're not spinning your wheels and wasting valuable gas on the thing that is just leading to more resistance. Because I truly trust, especially if you're the planning type, that you're going to be adequately prepared for literally anything that pops up. So if your planning process has been a little counterproductive lately, you're not alone. I'm right here with you, but it's time we check in with it and start doing something about it. In the meantime, I hope you know I love you so stinking much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow while you make your damn bed. Goodbye, cutie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 